Welcome to the Watson Innovations Podcast, brought to you by IBM. My name is Eve Marie Lanza, and today I will be talking about one of the most pressing concerns organizations have today, disruption, or namely, disrupting before you're disrupted, and how cognitive technologies can help you do it. Today I'm speaking with Manish Goyal, Program Director for IBM Watson Developer Cloud and Head of Product Management at IBM Watson Group. Manish has been working with organizations of all types and sizes around the world and using those learnings to shape Watson's strategy for over five years. He is a frequent speaker at events like IBM Interconnect. Hi, Manish. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. You talk with a lot of organizations. What are they telling you they are experiencing today? The main thing that organizations, you know, in my conversations, what comes up is the start of business models converging across categories, industries, right? And this is a big sort of change that is happening over the last few years. Now think about you know, what the Ubers and Airbnbs of this world have done to shift consumer behavior so rapidly you know, that the all-on-demand, always-accessible model part through the immediacy of technology has resulted in a new dynamic, right? And, and all organizations across all industries are feeling this change. And as these new business models are sort of forming, organizations can no longer see their competitive set from their own industry, right? They, they need to look across their traditional boundaries. I mean, think about it, right? Five years ago, neither one of us could have possibly imagined, you know, the following, that, you know, the world's largest taxi company, Uber, owns no vehicles, right? The world's largest accommodation company, Airbnb, owns no real estate. The world's largest retailer, Alibaba, carries no inventory. And the world's largest media company, Facebook, creates no content. So, you know, big changes that organizations are facing, you know, both, you know, as threats to their businesses as well as huge opportunities. So how are organizations addressing those threats and opportunities? So, I mean, the good thing is, you know, business leaders do really understand that they need to change their business and be more agile and innovative, engage more personally with clients, shift digital. This is all good news, right? You know, we just did a recent CXO study, you know, IBM did that, and we found that they're fairly limited, you know, business leaders are fairly limited by the scope of the data and insight they have. Less than 51% use customer data that they have in their possession today. Only 39% draw from adjacent industries where a lot of convergence is happening. And only 29% draw from blogs and social media and videos, kind of unstructured data that has incredible insight and motivation behavior information. And they need to dramatically expand their data intelligence. Why haven't they done that previously? What's holding them back? So if, again, the world is, as I said, right, it's, it's been disrupted by the sheer amount of data that is available, and the potential to harness it is beyond the traditional analytics, right? So today, 15% of the organizations have the capability to leverage data and advanced analytics across their organization, and this is from a recent HBR Insight Konami study. Uh, this data really needs to be harnessed, right? I mean, this is the data for organizations to drive the change. And the greatest value of that comes from putting these capabilities together in the context of an industrial profession. So these three forces and the, are the heart of them is sort of business innovation. And a huge amount of potential lies ahead for leaders everywhere who tell us that the business innovation is a top priority. So that sounds like a tough problem. What's the solution? Well, I mean, there are three things, right? One is harnessing the proliferation of different types of data. 
gaining the digital intelligence from the data you possess plus the data outside of your firewalls that's coming from the different sensors, from news feeds, whatever. And second thing is the ability to build businesses and code with an API economy, right? It gives you a tremendous amount of agility. And bringing in the powerful capabilities and outcomes that come through with cognitive computing. Cognitive computing, that sounds interesting. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. I mean, let me start by defining how we think about a cognitive business. A cognitive business creates knowledge from data to expand everyone's expertise, continuously learning and adapting to outthink the needs of the market. Now, cognitive technology embodies four key elements. The ability to understand data, structured and unstructured, text-based or sensory, in context and meaning, at astonishing speeds and volumes. The ability to reason has the ability to form hypotheses, make considered arguments, and prioritize recommendations to help humans make better decisions. The ability to learn, it ingests and accumulates data and insights from every interaction continuously. It's trained, not programmed, by experts who enhance, scale, and accelerate their expertise. Therefore, it gets better over time. And the ability to interact, you know, it interacts with humans in a natural way. So organizations can use the insights derived from this data and using this cognitive technology to drive the disruption before their competitors do. That sounds great. I can imagine a lot of companies may be interested in this. What's the fastest way for organizations to get started using cognitive technology? The fastest way to get started is to use the cognitive APIs that IBM and Watson Group offers. And we offer these cognitive APIs across broad categories of language, think about natural language processing, speech, vision, conversation, exploration and discovery, and data insights. Now, these APIs are delivered on a cloud-based open platform with which you can build cognition into your digital applications, products, and operations using any one or a combination of these APIs. So let me take a few examples. So there's an API called Natural Language Classifier which enables developers without a background in machine learning or statistical algorithms to create really powerful machine learning natural language interfaces for their applications. As another example is an API called Tone Analyzer that helps individuals understand the linguistic tone of their writing. This API uses linguistic analysis to detect and interpret emotional, social, and writing cues that are located within the text and also offers rhetorical suggestions for an author to improve the intended tone. Or the Retrieve and Rank API, which can help users find the most relevant information for the query by using a combination of search and machine learning algorithms to detect signals in the data. So each of these APIs can be intended for a different task, but in combination allows developers to create really powerful and engaging applications and experiences that are at the heart of the innovation that is needed. Great. So how are different organizations using Watson APIs like those today? And more importantly, how are they using Watson APIs to disrupt their industries? Yeah, great question. I mean, this is, you know, Watson is being used today, uh, or I should say Watson is being put to work today across roles, processes, industries, geographies, and use cases. Over 20 industries are using Watson, being used in over 45 countries and eight different languages. And tens of thousands of developers are inventing, 
creating new applications, enhancing existing applications or processes with it. So let me take three examples in very different industries and very different types of use cases and the disruption that they are attempting to do in those industries. So Woodside is an oil and gas company or in the oil and gas industry, and it's Australia's largest independent oil and gas producers. And they're leveraging IBM's water engagement advisor to create a cognitive advisory service called Lessons Learned, right? And Lessons Learned pulls together decades of engineering data from numerous sources, including testing, projects, and messages, and makes it accessible to a wide group of employees. Now, in an oil and gas industry, hundreds of thousands of documents are created per project. Engineering studies, environmental reports, risk analyses, development concepts, and Watson can help find answers across these documents in seconds. So it's a great help in basically bringing expertise to everyone involved at the tip of their hands. So the second example is in a completely different industry. It's a company called OmniEarth. It's a startup, and OmniEarth builds scalable geospatial solutions for processing, clarifying, and fusing large amounts of satellite and aerial imagery with other data sets. And you know, the applications of that are you know, from pipeline monitoring to precision agriculture and resource management. So the challenge that they had that they're working on is water conversation, right? It's a top concern in you know, many places in the U.S., for example, in the state of California. And the state imposed water restrictions to regulate consumption, but relied on broadly yearly or multi-year averages to understand usage levels, set targets, educate the public, etc. Now, OmniEarth was confident that it could help the state monitor usage through aerial images. But first, it needed to scale up the manual efforts of its data science team to process the large volumes of unstructured data. So they are using the Visual Recognition API from Watson to take in large amounts of satellite imagery, and these are images with uh, topographical features in them, and it gives water utilities insights into the dynamic patterns of water consumption and the effects of weather and local initiatives, right? The system was trained to differentiate a pool from a pond, for example, with analysis that shows how water is used, how much can be saved, and where to focus on customer education. So again, a pretty dramatic improvement that uh, OmniEarth was able to do going from sort of the manual curation that they had to do, manual analysis that they had to do, to going to being able to create custom class of visual classifiers for their type of data and the kinds of things that they wanted to detect in these images and uh, you know, do this at scale in a matter of hours and days. And a third example, again, going to a completely different industry, uh, the hospitality industry, is Hilton, the hotel chain. And for Hilton, you know, they wanted to a way to completely reimagine how the guest experiences at their hotels. And so they partnered with IBM Watson and Wayblazer, that's an ecosystem partner of IBM, to create and using a combination of Watson APIs, dialogue, speech-to-text, text-to-speech, natural language classifier, and a robot named Connie, they have trained this robot to assist visitors with their requests, to personalize the guest experience and empower travelers with more information to help them plan their trips. So there's wide variety, and I can go on with you know, other examples, but wide variety of use cases in different industries 
in solving different problems and driving an innovation for customers and their companies. That's really amazing. Thank you for those examples. So what are one or two things that companies can do today to get started on the path to using cognitive technologies? To start out, right, I mean, look at all of the data that you have inside and outside your organization that can help you make better decisions. And then look at the kinds of capabilities that Watson offers through our Watson Developer Cloud and through our purpose-built APIs to find ways to leverage that data, whether it be blogs, images, voice recordings from your call centers. All of this can be used to create improvements in processes within the company, improvements in the engagement that you have with your customers and the experience that you're offering customers through your products and applications. And there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for companies to innovate. And the easiest way is to get started, right? Get a small team and get them started in looking at a small set of use cases uh, leveraging the Watson APIs. Excellent. Well, this has been really interesting, Manish. Thank you for your time today. Where can listeners go to find out more about using cognitive APIs to disrupt their industries? The Watson Developer Cloud website is a great resource for this. You can see the variety of cognitive APIs that we have on offer, how they can be used with examples, demos, full source code that's available on GitHub, and a very active forum in which questions are being answered continuously by our product managers and development leads. So visit the IBM, visit the website at ibm.com backslash Watson Developer Cloud. Great. Thanks again, Manish. It's been a pleasure. Anytime. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. You can find out more about this and other Watson Cognitive Technologies, as well as get links to the resources mentioned on today's show on the IBM Watson blog at ibm.biz backslash the Watson blog. Don't forget to tune in to the next Watson Innovations podcast. Bye for now.